What is up my Sunlight Samurais, how are you guys doing? So this video is about penis size and it's threefold basically. I, this video is mainly for men that are now or boys or adolescents or guys that's going through puberty. The way you should eat, the, the way you should live your lifestyle in able to get the maximum out of your puberty and this video is also for dads that can then give this diet to their sons when they are going through puberty and thirdly it's about you can still apply these strategies to uh, improve your penis size now it's never too late to actually improve it and I'll talk about this at the end of this video so stick in there okay so the diet the reason why puberty is so important is because this is when growth happens when you don't get sufficient growth you get what they call micropenis and then they have to give kids like growth hormone, IGF-1 and DHT and that can like can uh, improve their penile growth and get rid of micropenis. Alright, so puberty is extremely important as I mentioned for the release. You get this massive spike in your androgens, growth hormone and IGF-1 that stimulates like bone growth, muscle growth, everything kind of growth, your penis growth. So you want to make sure you capitalize on this point and this is where diet is extremely important. So the main things that you want in your diet, you want to get animal pro, uh, animal products. So it will be eggs, milk, oysters, beef. Um, those are going to be the main animal foods to eat. Maybe some organ meat as well. And then you want to have some carbohydrates. So it will be like honey, maple syrup, fruits, uh, tubers, rice, those kind of stuff. Stuff that is easy to digest, low in plant toxins, and that's going to give you a bunch of nutrients. So the most important thing is, you want to make sure that you eat enough calories. If you don't eat enough calories, your body will sense it's in a deficit and it will slow down the growing process. So a deficit, um, it's very difficult to build bone, build muscle, build ligaments and joints, uh, build your brain when you're in a deficit. You don't have those energy available for regeneration. Then also, um, a deficit lowers stereogenesis. So your testosterone and, and androgens can be higher if you eat more calories. You don't have to overeat. You just simply have to eat enough. And most children automatically eat enough if they have that food available that they want to eat. So a lot of children, they want to drink milk, they want to eat fruit, they want to eat meat, this kind of stuff. And if you give them to give those, you have those foods available at all times, they will self-regulate how much they consume of it and that, that will be enough to ensure that they are getting the necessary nutrients for their growth. So if you're like 17, 18, there's still time enough to continue growth. And I wish like I had this knowledge when I was going to puberty. Because like I wouldn't have tried to, to eat the perfect diet. There's a few things that I would have done that would have been simple. Calories to add and to, to increase my the calories and nutrients available. So I would have gotten more milk because you can buy this ultra uh, the UHT um, milk that you can because I was in the hostel. And there you are kind of like forced to eat the food that they had available, but you can still have food in your um, in your room, but you obviously didn't have a refrigerator. So you can have canned food and boxed food. So that would be like boxed milk, and I would have had eggs, so I make egg smoothies, maybe add a little bit of honey to that, and then also have canned oysters on a frequent basis, so I get my uh, iron, zinc, and copper, and B12, all of those nutrients, that would have been enough to ensure that I get all the necessary nutrients for proper growth. Now, despite my very inadequate eating during my puberty phase, I still uh, 
develop normally, except for probably because of the deficit, the stress, and the nutrient deficiencies, I had a very short flaccid hang. But I'll talk to that in just a bit. Okay, so when you're going through puberty, these are the foods that you want to eat. You want to make sure you eat enough calories, you get enough protein, that's extremely important, you get those amino acids, and then you want to make sure you get the vitamins and minerals from the food you eat. So you don't want to eat cereals and white rice and uh, ice cream and chips and all of this junk food. You want to be eating quality food that's high in nutrients, like I just mentioned. It's milk, eggs, oysters, meat, organ meat. And then you want to make sure you have those carbohydrates that's easy to digest and it's not going to activate the immune system like fruit juices or just fruit uh, tubers and rice. Those are more so the easy digestible foods that will provide the calories and nutrients for you to grow, to signal your body to release testosterone DHT and to increase IGF-1 so you get the necessary signals for growth. That's how you get a big penis during puberty. You want to make sure you capitalize on those growth. So for dads, that's the diet that you want to give your child, your, your child and make sure you have those foods available. It's not like, oh, we have to prep a meal and then we're going to eat it. No, it has to be available. So you can like, oh, I'm hungry now. I'm going to go to the refrigerator and I'm going to get some milk. I'm going to drink some milk. I'm going to eat some oysters maybe if it's into oysters. Maybe make an egg smoothie. You can teach them how to do these things and kids will do it if you teach them the importance of this stuff. And, um, and then you can, if you want to, find a good recipe to make organ meats like once or twice a week for additional nutrients which i think will be highly important and beneficial to the child so um, if you raise your child uh kind of like good from the beginning so it's not like oh picky about uh, organ meat and nah, 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 you know like most children out there these days is that if you raise it correctly like you 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 expose it to organ meats and the smells and everything from a young age it's more likely to accept those foods and eat it without any issue so that's one part, and the other part is just make a good recipe, and uh, so it doesn't even taste the organ meat, you know, and tell him the, the benefits of it, and he's most likely to eat it. All right, so that is the aspect of getting a big penis during puberty to capitalize on those hormones. So this is also beneficial for people that are past that point in their life with a post puberty. That's the point. They're post puberty, and the thing is, I think what people want, they don't necessarily want a bigger penis. What they want is they want a bigger flaccid hang. So if you pull your pants down, the girl's like, whoo, you know? So that's the flaccid hang. The flaccid hang is what seems, what we guys perceive as impressive, I guess. Anyway, um, so the way you improve your flaccid hang is by reducing stress hormones. So stress hormones like the catecholamines, norepinephrine and epinephrine cause shrinkage. It re releases more calcium into the cells of the penis and that causes contraction so it pulls up so it looks like you have a small penis but you actually don't because you just have stress hormones that's reducing your flaws at hang all right so the, the best way to reduce the stress is to follow the same principles as i just laid out you want to make sure you're not in a deficit you want to make sure your androgens are in check and you want to make sure that your um, stress hormones are low so eat enough foods eat enough mac macros and micros that's going to be the key so as I mentioned, as I was going through puberty, I did have a small flaccid hang, but as I fixed my diet, my flaccid hang improved a lot, or like <laughs> maximally. And those are just milk, eggs, meat, you know, eating enough calories, eating enough micronutrients, living a low-stress life, upping my androgens, things like topical DHT, even topical DHEA helped a lot, but just lowering access stress hormones like the sympathetic nervous system, keeping the sympathetic nervous system in check 
is going to be key. So just a quick word on the, on the nervous system is that you have the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic nervous system is make, what makes you relaxed. Sympathetic is what makes you stimulated. So stimulation of the sympathetic nervous system has its benefits. Like you're more driven, you're more likely to do things, but you're also, um, so you also tend to have how higher libido. Not necessarily in general, but that can be the case because you're more like activated. Like the more sympathetically activated you are, the more driven you are and the more horny you can be to get someone. All right, but too much activation of the sympathetic nervous system impairs the ability to get an erection. Because so it causes the, the shrinkage and it also inhibits the ability to get an erection. That's sympathetically nervous system dominant. So for me, I was more dominant to the, the sympathetic nervous system. And then by calming the sympathetic nervous system, I would get a better floss at hang. You know, you can last longer in bed. And you're not as stressed. You're, uh, you're not as socially anxious and all those kind of stuff. So it's also more activation of the GABAergic system. So um, topical DHEA can convert into androsterone. Androsterone is pro-GABA. Progesterone can convert into allopregnenolone, which is also pro-GABA. And then allopregnenolone can, through the backdoor pathway, convert into DHT and androsterone as well. So you, if you suffer from like the sexual anxiety or just social anxiety, um, you don't have a lot of social resilience, you are, tend to be socially um, uh, sympathetically dominant as well, then higher levels of allopregnenolone and androsterone can also be highly beneficial. So combining something like progesterone and DHEA can be helpful, or you can just try topical DHEA because the DHEA will convert into androsterone, which is pro-GABA, which will give you that opposing effect to the sympathetic nervous system. But uh, I see androsterone as more like a hard steroid, and some people do get like agitated and irritated on it. Like It's too hard, and it, it balances nicely with, with the progesterone, which I would see as more softer, um, so like a hard and a soft steroid balancing each other out. All right, so yeah, and then last word on androgens. The thing is, you want high androgens in IGF-1. That stimulates the production of smooth muscles. It shifts the stem cells. The stem cells then make smooth muscle tissue. That's what androgens do. Estrogen, on the other hand, take those stem cells and make them adipose tissue in the penis. So you have a more softer penis and more adipose tissue in the vascular system, so you can't even get a proper erection. And then also estrogen promotes fibrosis in the penis. And the more collagen you have in your penis, the less it can expand. So the more smaller and contracted it will be because of the collagen. If it, um, The thing is, like the size of your penis is kind of like determined by the collagen tissue in it. The more collagen it is, the less it can expand. So that's the androgens. The androgens promote fibrosis of the penis, and it stimulates smooth muscles, so it can make you big. That's the, that's the point of androgens. And that's why topical DHT, DHT on the penis works against micropenis. When this is mostly in puberty, it can work in males as well, like adults as well, but it will take a lot of time to do it. So you have to be consistent like six months, 12 months to actually see a difference. It might not be remarkable, but if you are below average, it can take you to average, maybe a little bit above average. So that's the point in androgens. You want to make sure your androgens are checked. And if you use something like finasteride, which blocks DHT, leads to fibrosis in the penis. So you have less DHT and the androgens like DHT stimulate, stimulate nitric oxide synthesis in the penis, which then has antifibrotic effects. So by lowering DHT, you have more collagen, more fibrosis in the penis and less likely to actually get a big penis. So you want to make sure your androgens are in check. 
to produce nitric oxide, which will have antifibrotic effects, so you can get a, a bigger penis, a bigger erection, all of this kind of good stuff. And you want to make sure your estrogen to testosterone and estrogen to DHT ratio is in check, because estrogen is also an independent risk factor for ED. So high androgens, high growth hormone, and IGF-1 specifically, that's how you grow a big penis, and that is how you get massive erections. So that is the key. And lastly, is just to calm the sympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is going to contract it, so you want to relax it. So that's something like magnesium, vitamin D, taurine, um, some adaptogenic herbs, making sure you eat enough calories, you get those micronutrients, those kind of stuff. That's going to ensure that you get a balance in your nervous system. And uh, it's going to ensure a better faucet hang. So I hope this video was helpful. If you want to improve your penile size, whether it be just a faucet hang or direct size, and uh, please leave in the comments below if you have ever tried any of this, what has worked for you. And if you do try it out, please let me know after a couple months how this has worked for you, this advice. All right, guys, I hope this was helpful. I will check you in the next one. Cheers, guys.